front of me. I've been sleeping a thousand years of chains. Got to open my eyes to everything. Without a thought, without a voice, without a soul. Don't let me die here. There must be something more. church we're so glad you're here we just wanted to get you awake and alive and well and ready to go this is going to be a great day you picked a great day to be in church today even if it wasn't easter it'd still be a great day to be in church and so we welcome you if you're a guest today we're so excited to have you that we want you to come back again and uh and worship with us uh we got a we have a um boy this is like a lot of services we have our um, we have people online worshiping today, yes, too. Yes, welcome we just, everyone online. Yeah, we just wanted to say welcome to them. And last night, I, I love this online service. We have people all the way from India. Last night, my friend in Guam, we've been friends since second grade. It was already tomorrow morning. It was Easter for her. Do you, you understand what I'm saying? It was last night for me. And she was worshiping with us online from Guam. Is that amazing? So it was really an honor for me. So thank you for being here. We hope that God just blesses you and that you open your heart to receive all that he has for you today because he has a lot for us, okay? And you know what? We do things really crazy around here sometimes, but you got to understand, everything is about Jesus and lifting up his name and giving him glory. That's what we're all about here at Salem Fields Community Church. So let's stand together and worship.
Jesus, we celebrate you here this morning, God. God, we thank you for the empty grave. We thank you that we are no longer bound to it, but that we are free and raised up in life in you. And so, Jesus, we rejoice here this morning. I just pray that we will all just be open to just hearing from you, God, to just truly encountering you and being changed forever from that encounter, God. God, we just surrender everything that's gonna take place here this morning, God. And we just rejoice in your goodness, in your love, in your grace, in your mercy, what was evidenced on that cross, God. Thank you, Jesus. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. Good morning and happy Easter. 
We are so glad that you guys decided to join us for worship here this morning. Uh, if you are a guest with us, uh, actually just want you to pull out, there's a connection card attached to your program. Uh, just fill that out for us, and we're going to be taking our tithes and offerings during this next song. You can just drop it in that bucket. Uh, it's just a way that we can connect, reach out to you, say hello, uh, maybe answer any questions that you might have. And by doing that connection card, you can actually go out to the Welcome Center, and there'll be a free gift there waiting for you. Uh, just as a thank you for joining us. Um, and just, uh, But again, we're just so glad that you guys are here. So just sit back and relax and enjoy uh, the service. A couple of quick announcements. We are going to be taking our tithes and offerings during this next song. As I said, there are many ways that you can uh, give. Uh, those ways are cash and check as the buckets come by. You can go out to the giving kiosk and you can do uh, credit and debit out there. Or if you are online, you can click that little green button in the top right-hand corner. Uh, this is just another way that we worship here at Salem Fields Community Church. Uh, but So don't feel obligated to give. Just give as the Lord leads you to do so and just give cheerfully. Uh, also, can you just uh, pull out your cell phones? This is the time of service where we check in to Facebook. Uh, I know that seems something small and minute, but it actually is making a massive difference. You see, at Salem Fields, we, uh, for every check-in uh, to Facebook to, at Salem Fields Community Church, we donate a dollar to a specific cause. And this month, our focus is on getting Bibles uh, to the people of India in their language. Uh, Manu and his ministry in India, they go out uh, at midnight really into a very dangerous uh, atmosphere uh, facing persecution and passing those Bibles out. Uh, and they're able to do so, uh, as you can see, that was from a couple of years ago from Bibles that we were able to give them. Uh, and so we want to be able to supply them with even more so they can expand that ministry. As you can see, our total is already up to $1,642, which is absolutely incredible. Uh, so we thank you guys so much uh, for doing that. And also while you have your cell phones out, I don't know if you guys know this, but we have a Salem Fields Community Church app. It's like having the church in the palm of your hand. There are so many different features. You can uh, listen and watch uh, past messages. You can even, all the pastors here do spots on B101.5 every week. So you can go check those out. It's just, there's tons of different stuff. So I just want to encourage you guys to do that. Uh, also, that is also a way that you can give during the tithes and offerings time too as well. But we are just so glad you guys are here. And Pastor Gay has a couple more quick announcements for you. Just want to call your attention to ladies retreat this Friday. This is it's the last time you can sign up. Uh, go out to the table and this Friday, just a little overnight trip for us women. And we're going to hang out at the Hampton Inn here in town. And we'll be together Friday evening and Saturday morning and that's all. But it's just an opportunity to just kind of get away for just a little bit and not have to go too far. So go out to the table. And also, we want you to come back next week. Our regular times, we have a Saturday evening service at 6.02. Maybe you work on Sunday or, uh, and you must be off today or whatever, but uh, 6.02 on Saturday night and then 9 and 11 on Sunday. They're all the same services. So we would love to have you come back next week. I'm from the era of uh, bandstand, remember Dick Clark? And Dick Clark said, uh, when you hear a song, it's like a little video plays in your head. You remember where you were, you remember being in the car and singing that song, right? And that's how sounds are. You know, we live in a technological age where our eyes kind of lead the way. And do you realize that your eyes can get you distracted? They can take you down a, a, a rabbit trail, but if you only have sounds, you have to lean in. You have to tune in 
and you have to listen very closely. You do know that listening is the most important skill in every relationship, right? Listening, and all the women shake their head, yes. <laughs> listening is a skill that's so important, yet it's one of the least developed that we have because we're so distracted with our eyes and what we see. And so over the last several couple of months, we've been advertising the sounds of Easter in our services. Now, it doesn't matter if you weren't here. We're going to review those because really, at the beginning, you may not have known what they were about, but if you were here over a couple of weeks, you kind of figured out, oh, this is about Easter, and we're calling this the sounds of Easter. So what we're going to do is we're going to travel through the life of Jesus. So what, we'll play the sound that we played. It was an ad that we had in our services. We'll play it, and this is participation. You can just shout it out to me what it is. Okay, here's the first one. Now, what does that have to do with Easter? And what does the birth of Jesus have to do with Easter? Everybody gets quieter on that. <laughs> well, if we didn't, if Jesus didn't come to earth as a baby, wrapped in skin, as a person that you and I could relate to, there'd be no point for us to be here today. If it were not for Jesus being born in that manger, there would be no resurrection. There would be no hope of new life in my life and your life. Now, this second one, I'm going to tell you what it is because I want you to listen closely because you'll hear Jesus being baptized and then you'll hear the dove ascend to heaven. Listen closely. Now, this is some 30 years later after Jesus was born, and uh, he, John the Baptist had gone before him, kind of announcing that the, the Messiah was coming, and Jesus came to the Jordan River, and uh, John, he, he asked John the Baptist to baptize him, and John the Baptist said, what? Are you kidding me? But John the Baptist baptized him, and when Jesus came up out of that water, his father from heaven said, you are my son. And Jesus knew that he was the son of God. And that's when he began his ministry on earth. And he would have his ministry for the next three years. And so see now if you can tell me what this sound is all about. What do you think of when you hear that? Fishermen, yeah. Anything else? I, I, I'm telling you, every time I, I talk about this, I got to walk on the Sea of Galilee. You see, as Jesus was doing his ministry, he went out looking for people that would follow him. And he found some fishermen. And he said, you know what, just stop doing that and come and follow me. And they dropped everything. They dropped everything and followed him. And for the next three years, 
men and women followed Jesus, and he would pour his life into them, especially those people right around him. And he would talk to them, and he would teach them, and he took time with them, and he would help them understand the, the kingdom of God and what it was really all about here on earth and in heaven. And, and Jesus would teach them and pour into them. Tell me what you hear in this one. Yes, Palm Sunday, and you think of the trial. And so we're three years into Jesus' ministry. He's been healing people. People have watched him uh, and what he did, feed the 5,000 and do miracles. And, and on Palm Sunday, he rode into Jerusalem. He rode through that gate that we've been talking about here, about rebuilding Nehemiah. He rode through the gate that was built there. And when he rode into the city of Jerusalem... The people would shout, Hosanna. See, they'd been looking for a king. They wanted a king to come and overthrow the Roman government. But Jesus came and he said, my kingdom is very different. It happens in the hearts of people. And people didn't really understand, but he came into Jerusalem that day and people were praising him and they were saying, you are my king and you are wonderful and we will follow you. But Jesus knew that this was going to be a very difficult week. Listen to this. What is that? Jesus went into the temple, the house of God. When he came into Jerusalem and he saw what was happening, the money changers were in the temple courts. And what the money changers were, people would come to the temple to sacrifice to God. And the money changers would change uh, their sacrifice, sell them sacrifices. And Jesus saw that these money changers were cheating people. They were cheating people. These poor, innocent people that were just simply coming to sacrifice to God. And you know what? It always angers Jesus when there's injustice. And he turned those tables over, and the Bible says he didn't sin in his anger, which means that we can be angry, but it's really important to know how to be angry, to follow his example, to be angry at injustice and not at the people, but to be angry at injustice. So tell me what you hear here. Yes, Jesus went to the Garden of Gethsemane. This was a very difficult week, and he knew what was ahead of him. And the Bible says that he prayed to his father so passionately, probably like you and I have prayed to God many times, but not nearly to the degree, because Jesus knew what was ahead of him. And he went to that garden. He asked his disciples to pray with him, but he found out later they had just fallen asleep. So he was in the garden, and he was praying. And the Bible says he prayed so passionately that he sweat drops of blood. Probably you and I have never done that, but Jesus did that because 
He knew what was ahead of him. He knew what was coming about. He knew that prophecy was about to be fulfilled. And so the life and the death of Jesus brings us here, inside a tomb. It stinks in here. It's dank. It's claustrophobic in here. And you know, in the darkness, it's really lonely in here. It's a trap. It reeks of death, and it breeds spiritual blindness. It's a tomb. And sadly, the first song, the first line of that song that we heard, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, well, that's way too often how people live today because the darkness and spiritual blindness can become comfortable. It can become our friend. And we just stay there kind of living like Jesus is dead. Kind of in this futile attempt in life to always grasp something that we can never seem 
to reach. That we look for love in another person or we look for our acceptance from other people and we're constantly trying to find something that we never seem to find. And we look for love in all the wrong places. And we miss out on the hope, the only place, the only place, the only one where hope can be found to bring us back to life. Holding grudges, finding fault with other people, well, it just becomes a way of life. It's just comfortable. It's all we know. That darkness is just my old friend. Some live in here by choice, really keeping that stone closed on the tomb of our heart, not believing this story of resurrection. And some are simply just blind to the truth, searching for the truth, but blind for the truth. And then there are those that are in this tomb that are sincerely searching for a better way. There's such a desire there. This doesn't need to define our life. Even in a tomb, hope can be found. You see, Jesus' body isn't here, but his spirit is. Because the Bible says that we can't go anywhere. We might try to run and hide from God, but we can't go anywhere where his spirit is not already there. Even in darkness, even in spiritual blindness, you can still hear him if you listen for the sound of his voice because it's there. If you listen closely, if you tune in, you're going to hear hope. You're going to hear that there's a new beginning. And it's for everybody. It's for anyone that will open the tomb of their heart to Jesus and his resurrection. And before you leave here today, you can be the one that says, wow, I was so blind to this, but now I see I see, because here's what I know. Jesus proves, he proves that a tomb cannot contain what God transforms. And that's really good news. And that's why people all over the world today and this weekend have celebrated the resurrection of Jesus Christ because of those very words. You know, that's, uh, but what does that mean? What does a resurrection mean? It means that Jesus uh, has been put to death, but he comes back to life. You know, you can't keep a good man down. And he comes back to life. Death, a tomb, or evil, uh, not even death on a cross, not even brutal beatings and circumstances could hold him back. It means in him, Jesus brings us back to life. He brings us back to life. He wakes us up and he brings us back to life and he breathes his spirit into our very being. And that same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead, the same power that raised up a dead man who had been dead three days, lives in us. That's what the resurrection means. That's the hope that we have. You see, because in him, we have the gift of new life. There, there's nothing in my mind that's quite like spring. I love 
the spring. I love after uh, uh, the winter and spring begins to pop and the robins go hop, hop, hopping through the yard looking for a big old juicy night crawler. Are they chirping and are the tree, cherry blossoms are blooming? You know, Friday was the, the peak season of the cherry blossoms and they're in full bloom and the daffodils start popping up and the tulips come up, uh, start blooming and, you know, the golf course, the green, the, the fairways start getting nice and green and smelling real good and fresh, right? You know, it's just nothing like that. Nature yells, wake up. It's time to come alive. It's spring. It's a new day, and hope is yours for the taking. All I have to do is look in my yard and, and see the, the dead uh, flower beds and the shrubs and, and, and see those uh, dead. And it, it's like the, you can see the toil of the brutal winter, what it's taken on them. It, it, it's kind of like they live in, or they lie in winter's tomb and dead and shriveled up, and it seems like they can't take it any longer, and they burst into life and into color. Even nature tells God's story of the resurrection of Jesus Christ, and that is really, really good news. The Bible says, there was a violent earthquake for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven, and going to the tomb, uh, to the tomb rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and, the, and his clothes were as white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him, they shook like dead men. Now, I've never seen a dead man shake, but that's how scared they were. If I ever see one shake, I'll probably be out of there, but uh, like the guards. <laughs> and when Jesus came out of that tomb, our promise of being raised from a spiritually dead life and headed to hell came out with him. You see, we are spiritually dead without the resurrection, and we were headed to hell. And I can tell you, folks, we didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of ever making it to heaven if it were not for the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. A new life, think about that. Wow, we get to start over. You know, everything that we've ever done in the past, every mistake, every blunder, every sin, everything that we wish we could take back is forgiven and forgotten. We get a brand new start in life. You know, it's like golf. Uh, you know, you play golf and you hit a bad tee shot and it goes over in the woods or somewhere and in the pond or something and your gracious partner says, go ahead, buddy, hit another one. That's what God is saying to us. Go ahead. Take another shot at life. You have a brand new beginning. You have a brand new start. To be, he says that our sins are cast as far as the east is the west, never ever to be remembered against us again. And that's really, really good news. But only the resurrection of Jesus Christ promises us new life, and that can only be found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. In him, we can also have the blessing of hope. The Bible says, in God's great mercy, he caused us to be born again into a living hope. Because Jesus Christ rose from the dead, we hope for the blessings of God, that we, we hope for the blessings God has for his children. These blessings which cannot be destroyed or spoiled, or lose their beauty, are kept in heaven for you. Can you catch the magnitude of that? It's like the story. 
that tells of a person who's walking around in heaven and he's marveling. I mean, he's ooing and aahing at the storage rooms because they're filled with these, these incredible gifts. And when God was asked why he was hoarding, God, why are you hoarding all these treasures? He answered that he was simply waiting for those of us on earth to ask him for the key to their room, to their room, so he could pour out the blessings on them. And you might say, well, how do I get that key? My goodness, if God's got a room full of beautiful, wonderful gifts for me in heaven, how do I get that key? And I'm telling you, the key is believing that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. It's believing that in our heart and confessing our sins and asking him to forgive us and believing that he rose from the dead and God says, here's your key. Open your door to all the gifts of heaven. They're now yours because of my son. You see, and one of those blessings that we have is hope. Genuine, the Bible says living hope. And that living hope is found in a living man. We don't serve a dead God who's somewhere rotting in a tomb. We serve a risen Savior who's sitting at the right hand of the Father, the Bible says, and he's talking to God on my behalf. That's some really, really good news. Hal Lindsey said, a person can live about 40 days without food. He can live, uh, a person can live about Three days without water, about eight hours or eight minutes without air, but he can only live one second. A person can only live one second without hope. You see, genuine hope that can never be found anywhere else. We need hope. We live in a world that I got to tell you needs a dose of living hope. I mean, we just turn on our TVs and there are dead people and airports and carnage everywhere and ISIS and, and all the things that is happening in our world, the politics and all those things that just seems that we're hopeless. And we need a good dose of living hope that's found in Jesus Christ. You see, people are searching for hope in all the wrong places. Suicide rates are on the increase. People are, are, are killing themselves sells daily substances, substance abuse. It's people trying to have hope in the next fix. You know, people strive for more money and more cars and more fame and more things and, and all that for looking for more hope. But the only hope that we can find is in the resurrection of Jesus, the, the, that he promises us the blessing of a living hope, which can only be found in a relationship with Jesus Christ. But also in him we can have the treasure of genuine love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. Which brings us back to that baby that we heard crying on the screen. Not that baby, but that baby that was born in a manger. Some 2,000 years ago, God came to earth with skin on. The Bible says, the, new, the message says that Jesus moved right into our neighborhood, that God moved into our neighborhood with skin on. And he came as the son, Jesus Christ, and he moved right into our neighborhood. And that baby grew up and he became a man who chose to carry our sin and to die on a cross so that you and I could be forgiven of all of our sins. What grace, what love is that? I mean, completely undeserved on our part. We don't deserve 
What did we ever do to deserve that a man would die for us? The Son of God, what did we ever do to deserve that? We had so undeserved on our part. Yet he loved us even though he loved us enough to die for us even while we were still sinners. The Bible says he loved us and he died for us while we were yet still sinners, while we were doing whatever we want to do, living any way we want to live, and being our own God and in control of our lives, the Bible says he died for us. That's love. No greater love has this than a man would lay down his life for his friends and Jesus calls us his friends and he laid down his life for us. When he came back to life from the grave, God also showed his divine power and that divine power is available to anyone who calls on the name of Jesus. His spirit connects with our spirit and we're blessed with the promises, with the gifts, the treasures that he has stored up for us in heaven. He loves us that much. And when we enter into a relationship with him, we can have the promise of eternity. The promise that when we pass from this life to the next life, that we live forever in heaven. The Bible says that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. We will never die for those who put their trust in Jesus Christ, who put their faith in him. We will be resurrected from this physical body and we'll leave this old tomb and we'll leave this old earth to eternal life with God when Christ comes again. In reality, if we place our faith in Christ, we are promised a new life, a genuine hope, real love, and we're promised eternal life. What a gift. What a God we serve. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you this morning for your presence here. Lord, we thank you for every person that's sitting in this room, throughout this building. God, we thank you for those that are online today, that are worshiping with us there. And God, I just pray that your Holy Spirit, God, would fall fresh in you upon us today. That right now, I would just pray that right now you would open your heart each of us, God, open our hearts to hear your voice. Lord, help us to listen closely to your voice. And I, I would just talk to you just one moment. If you're here today and, you know, you're a, you're a believer in Jesus Christ, just capture this moment. And enjoy the fact that God loved you enough to send his son and, and celebrate that. But, but maybe you're here today and, and you would say, man, I, I could sure use a new start in life, man. I, I have messed up. I've messed up my life. I've messed up my family. I've made so many stupid, dumb decisions. I've sinned and my life's a mess. And what I would do for a mulligan, what I would do for a do-over, to be able to have a, a new life. And that's available today. Or maybe you're in a situation today where you just feel hopeless. I mean, you walked in here today, you're just looking for something. Maybe you came to church today because you know it's Easter and, and, and you've heard the story, but you've always left Easter after Easter without hope. And you came in here today hopeless. Maybe you're trapped in a, an addiction and, and you just feel hopeless. Or, or maybe your finances are in the pits and you just say, man, I'm just ready to quit and throw up my hands. I feel hopeless. My marriage is, is a mess. My kids are a mess. 
My life is a mess and I just feel hopeless. There's hope for you. You know, it's Easter time. And maybe you're here today and you just feel like nobody really loves you. I mean, you just say, how could anybody love me? I mean, some of you have even thought this thought. You thought, you know what? If people really knew me, they really wouldn't love me if they really knew me. And I want to tell you something. Jesus Christ knows you. He knows everything about you. And yet, he still loves you. And he loves us. So do you need a new life? Do you need genuine hope? Do you need to experience genuine love? real love today if so would we just bow our heads and close our eyes just for a moment as we close out our time together today this is our last service I love Easter I loved it when we just fill this place up and, but God's here today and he wants to do some business in our life and so today if, if you just would love to have a relationship with him you'd love to know him now what, we're not offering you religion religion knows about God what we're offering you today is a relationship where you can know God through his son, Jesus Christ, and you can have a relationship with him, a personal relationship with him. And you can have a new life and hope and love in eternity. If that's you today, would you just simply pray this prayer with me with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed? No one looking around just for a moment. Would you pray, Jesus? You don't have to pray out loud. Just pray it in your heart. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. And I believe you came back to life, Jesus, to give me power. Now pray this. Jesus, thank you for forgiving me of my sins. Thank you for dying on that cross for me. Thank you for being my Savior. Now, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, no one looking around, Gay and I are going to look around. The Bible says that once we accept Christ, we need to be a witness. We need to tell somebody. And so we're going to do that today. We're going to let you tell us. We're not going to embarrass you. We're not going to call you up front. We're not going to call you out in any way. We're just going to all bow our heads and no peeking. And you would say today, I prayed that prayer with you this morning, buddy. And I invited Jesus Christ into my life. I invited, I asked him to forgive me of my sins. If you prayed that, would you slip up your hand, just put it right up and put it right back down all across the auditorium. You can put it right back down. We see your hands. We don't matter if we see them so much. God knows your heart. Anybody else? Yes, sir. I see your hand. Anyone else? Just slip your hand up and put it right back down. One more time. Yeah, I see your hand over here. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else? Just, yeah, all the way in the back. We see your hand. God bless you. Anyone else? Just slip your hand up. Put it right back down. I don't want you to miss this opportunity. Anyone else? One last time through the auditorium. Yes, I see your hand back there. God bless you. I'm glad we went back one more time. Anyone else? God bless you. Now, here's what we want you to do. We're going to pray. Just I'm going to close this in prayer, this time right now in prayer. But if you prayed that prayer, it's really, really important. There's going to be a table out in the, in the foyer as you leave, and you almost have to trip over it to leave. Would you just stop there if you prayed that prayer and talk to Pastor Kelly or Pastor Mark or whoever's there, 
and they have a little gift for you that will help you understand better what God has done in your life. So be sure to stop there, okay? Father, thank you for every person here today, even those online, Lord, who may have prayed and received you today. God, I pray that you would just, your spirit would connect with their spirit and they would know for sure, God, that you love them and you have forgiven them, forgiven them, Lord. So thank you, Father. We praise you and we honor you. And Lord, I pray that no one will leave without stopping at that table in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Jesus is alive. He is risen. Now here's the thing. The Bible says that uh, in heaven, when one soul is reclaimed, and there have been many souls here today that have lifted their hands and accepted Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. The Bible says when there's just one, the angels have a party. They break out in a party. Now, what I've found with church people or people who go to church, they know how to party at a football game, but it's a little harder for them in this place. But we can celebrate and party too, can't we? Because this is the best news, the best news you will ever hear. So let's stand together. Well, yeah, stand together and watch this.
Easter Bunny. Yeah, right? that's right. You Easter don't have bunny. to be a kid to get your picture taken with the Easter Bunny. Let's see those Easter Bunny pictures on Facebook. Let's do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, that'll be good. Woo. And then also, if you're a guest with us today, we want you to go to the Information Center and talk to somebody there. We've got a free gift for you. We don't want you to get away without that. And remember the Salvation Band, the table that as you walk out, if you gave your heart to Christ. So we're going to celebrate this song. It's all about how he brings us Alive. And if you don't have a church that you go to regularly, you have found the best church to come back yeah. to. Right? Yeah. Say, I follow you, Lord, for all my days. 
I'll fix my eyes following your ways Forever free in unending grace Because you are, you are, you are my freedom We lift you higher, lift you higher Your love, your love, your love never ending Oh, oh, oh You are alive in us Nothing can take your place You are the darkest night, let your love be the shining light, breaking chains that were holding me, you sent your son down to set me free, you said everything of this world will pay, I press it on till I see your face, and I will live that you will be done, and I will stop till your kingdom come, because you are 